Welcome to Money Mastery with Marshy. This podcast is for you if you're someone who wants to develop the mindset, the skill set, and the character attributes needed to grow yourself, grow your wealth, and ultimately master your money. I look forward to going on this journey with you. Let's get into the episode. Hey, legend, welcome back to episode number four of Money Mastery with Marshy. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. And I want to let you on let you in on a little secret. So those first three episodes, which I finally released yesterday, I'd actually recorded those back in March this year. And as of recording this current episode, which is the 20th of October, I'd been sitting on those for like seven months. So I had been procrastinating something chronic. And I was making up putting out this podcast to be something so much bigger than it actually was. And in the end, it wasn't even that hard. And I'm so glad that I've actually bit the bullet and put those episodes out for you. And I can't wait to bring you this episode today and so many more episodes in the future to come. So before I get into the content of today's show, I just want you to know that if there's something that you've been procrastinating on, but you know you really want to do it, just bite the bullet and go and do it because I guarantee it's not going to actually be that hard. And I guarantee that once you've done it, you are actually going to feel so pumped and so proud of yourself. So go out there and make it happen. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about the five-step process I use to manage our money. Now, if you're a subscriber to my weekly newsletter, then this is actually the newsletter that dropped today. So if you actually want to read this, you can head to danielmarshall.com.au slash newsletter. And you can actually read this because there's graphs and there's tables and there's different things in this as well. But let's unpack this. The five-step process I use to manage our money. Now, T. Harv Eker, the author of the book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, said that the single biggest difference between financial success and financial failure is how well you manage your money. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter how much money you earn. You could be earning millions of dollars a year, but still be broke because you haven't learned how to manage your money. And this is why money management is the number one skill that you really need to master if you want to set yourself up for long-term financial success. Now, this five-step process that I'm about to talk you through, this has been the backbone to our financial success today, and it's helped us grow our net worth to $750,000 so far. So let's unpack this. So basically, there's five steps in this process. And the five steps are, number one, determine your income versus your fixed expenses. Number two, align your bank accounts with your financial goals. Number three, allocate money to your bank accounts. Number four, track your net worth. And then number five, review your income and expenses. So I'm going to walk you through these five steps. And then you can start to see what I do, how I manage my money. And maybe you can start to see some gaps in what you're doing, or maybe some things that you can learn that you can implement for your own system. So the first step here is to determine your income versus your fixed expenses. Now, let me ask you this question. Do you know how much it costs to run your life per month? 
I often ask this question to people and most people have no idea, but it's so important to understand how much it costs for you to run your life per month. And if you're a business owner, you wanna know how much it costs you to run your business per month as well. Now, this is one of the most important numbers to understand. And if you don't have this number worked out, it makes the rest of your money management system really challenging to work out. Now, your fixed or your reoccurring expenses are things such as your housing costs, your vehicle costs, your food and your groceries, even though that might change a little bit week to week, but you're still gonna be buying them each week. Um, Insurances and different subscriptions. Now, I've created a document, which is basically, it's like a budget, but I don't like to use the word budget because it feels restricting but I call it my money management blueprint. And it's a document that I've used for years now. And it's what I use with my one-on-one clients as well, just to help them have some structure and some systems around managing their money. So basically in this money management blueprint, there's a sheet there where you list in all your fixed expenses and then the income that comes in. And from this, you're able to work out how much money comes in for the month for you on a weekly, fortnightly, monthly basis. And then what your fixed or reoccurring expenses are per week, per fortnight, and per month. Now, this is really, really valuable to understand because once you have how much it costs to run your life per month, plus what's coming in per month, then you can understand the gap between those two. Now, if your fixed expenses are higher than your income, then you're going to have some problems. But I haven't seen that too often myself. And generally, you're going to have a gap. So you're going to earn more than what your fixed expenses are. Now, a good benchmark for this as well, guys, and on my sheet, it shows this is, you know, you want your fixed, your reoccurring expenses to be somewhere between 50 to 60% of your income, your after-tax income. So that's a good benchmark to aim for. And if you're not there yet, that's okay. And you might be well below that. And that's bloody amazing. But that's something good to aim at. But once you understand that gap between your income and your fixed expenses, then you can use that that gap, that surplus to choose where to put it for your own financial goals. Now, in my money management blueprint and in this table I'm looking at, which if you go to the newsletter, you'll be able to see this table. It also tells us two other really important bits of information. Well, the first one was the income minus expenses. And the second one was what percentage of your income is required to cover your everyday living expenses. Like I just explained, ideally somewhere between 50 to 60%, but it could be higher. Generally, it will be higher for most people initially. So that's the first step to work out your income versus your fixed expenses. Now, if you don't understand this just yet, you're going to have some homework to do. Make sure you go and do that and understand that. Now, once you've got that, step two is to align your bank accounts with your financial goals. Now, I personally believe that our bank accounts should represent our financial goals or priorities. So if you opened up your banking app right now and you looked at your bank accounts, what does that tell you about your financial goals and priorities right now? Are your bank accounts in alignment with your goals or with your financial priorities? Now, one of the great exercises I always enjoy doing with my clients, and it's really, really valuable, is I actually unpack this with them on a piece of paper on my flip chart. And we actually draw out their current money management system and their bank accounts. And straight away, just by drawing this out, it gives us three things. Number one, it helps us visually understand their current money management system. Number two, 
we're able to work out the gaps in their current system, what is working and what isn't working. And then number three, we can start to design and create a new system that is in alignment with their goals. So we also must understand what their goals are. And the same is true for you. You need to know what your financial goals are so that you can align your bank accounts to them. So if you don't know what your financial goals are, list them out, just write them down on a piece of paper and prioritize them as well. Now, if you go on the website, if you read the newsletter, there's an example of one that I did with a client earlier this year. Now, when we do eventually align our bank accounts with our financial goals, we often have to do a few small changes and that could mean opening up new bank accounts. It could mean removing existing bank accounts because you had too many, or it could be repurposing existing bank accounts and giving them a new name. It's definitely gonna be changing how the money flows within your system. And then also changing the names of your bank accounts to reflect your goals. That's a really, really important one because the language we give our accounts has so much meaning. So most of the times, most people leave their bank accounts called a transaction account or a savings account. But we can change the name of our accounts to reflect our goals. So in your app, you can literally go in there and change the name of it. And if you opened up my account right now, you'd see all the different names for my different accounts. You know, I've got things like Baby Marshall. So when we were you know, trying to have a baby, we opened one up called Baby Marshall and started putting money towards that. We've got one called Wealth, which is all about financial freedom and about investing. Uh, we've got one called Whining and Dining because Casey and I like to splurge and go out and to, to do that together. But the big thing here is the language, it's got to have meaning for you. Now, I often talk to people who've replicated the Barefoot Investor Bucket System, which is a great system. I absolutely love it. But what I've found is a lot of people seem to struggle to implement that system and generally they don't use it as the Barefoot Investor recommends. Now, there's many reasons why this is, but a couple of them is because the system, that particular system, does not align with their unique financial goals and priorities. And number two, the language of the barefoot buckets do not have meaning for them. So that's why that system doesn't work for everyone. And I truly believe that everyone's money management system is going to look different and it's going to work different because everyone is different. There are some principles which I believe should be there in all of them, but everyone's is going to be a little bit unique. Now, once you've aligned your bank accounts with your financial goals or priorities, step three is to allocate your money to your bank accounts. Now, again, there's no one size fits scenario here and your allocations are gonna be influenced by these things. Number one, what your most important priorities are. Number two, how much you have left over after your fixed expenses. Number three, whether you earn fixed income or variable income. And number four, whether you earn employee income or business income or both like myself and my wife, Casey. Now, again, your allocations, they could be done weekly, fortnightly, monthly, depending on what your cash flow situation is. And they can also be done manually or automated. Again, like I, I, I don't believe it's all going to be automated or it's all going to be manual because some people preach everything must be automated. But to be honest, sometimes I think Everything doesn't need to be automated. It's actually better for some people to do things manually, especially when it's variable income. Manual can often be far superior in my opinion. 
And psychologically, I feel like you can build some really good habits that way. Now, if you do earn consistent income each month, your system can easily be automated. And this is how I used to have it set up when I was working as an employee. But if you are earning variable income, so if you're you know, a solopreneur, if you're in business, or you, you know, your income does fluctuate, or if you're in a relationship and one gets paid weekly, one gets paid monthly, and there's different stuff going on, then some manual intervention can be required. So for me right now, our business income fluctuates quite a bit month to month. So I always manage our allocations manually at the end of each month. And you won't be able to see it, but on the email, the newsletter, I kind of drew out what our current money management system has. But basically a really cool principle which works for business and also for personal finances, particularly which is really good around variable income is, and I learned this from the book Profit First, which is a fantastic book on business finance. But if you do earn that type of variable income, you can create what's called an income bank account. And it's just like a holding account where you capture all the money that flows in during the month. So think of it as like a massive water tank. And throughout the month, you're capturing all of this variable income, all the money that flows into this big reservoir. But nothing gets paid from this big income account. Nothing gets paid from this reservoir. But you get to choose how it's then siphoned off into all the other buckets, into all the other bank accounts, into all your different financial priorities. And this system has worked really, really well for me and a lot of the people that I've worked with. So how it basically works is at the end of each month, I allocate all of the accumulated money in that income bank account and I manually move it across to my other bank accounts in set percentages. Now, my wife, Casey, she's been on maternity leave for like the last six or so months. So our allocations have had to change because we don't have as much income coming in now. And we don't get to allocate money to all of our different priorities right now, unfortunately. But there are two non-negotiables in our current money management system, which I always live by, no matter how tough of a month it is. And number one is 10% of every dollar in our income business account goes towards investing. And number two, 5% of every dollar in the income account goes towards giving. So giving back to meaningful causes or charities. So even in months where the business income hasn't been great and the expenses have been higher than the income, I still make sure that we live by these two non-negotiables. So let me ask you, what are your non-negotiables when it comes to allocating your money? What's the most important things that you need to prioritize your money towards? So that's step three, allocating the money towards your bank accounts at the end of the month, or it could be on a weekly basis or a fortnightly basis. Actually, just yesterday I was working with a client and his partner gets paid monthly and he gets paid fortnightly. So it can be a little bit confusing and some of their stuff was a little bit separated. So their system was really complex and there was a lot going on. But what we ended up working out was just creating an income account would be really powerful for them and allowing both their salaries to get to flow into this income account. And then they were going to set up a weekly flow into all their other accounts. So you could set it up weekly, fortnightly, monthly, but they wanted to do it weekly. So each week they're drip, drip feeding money from that big reservoir, which is the income account, 
to the other buckets. And that can be a game changer. So there's so many unique and great ways that you can set up your system to make it work for you. Now, step number four. Step number four is to track your net worth. I've been tracking my net worth for such a long time now, and it's such an important habit, such an important number to track when it comes to your money. And I think a lot of people underestimate the importance of tracking this number. Now, if you don't know what your net worth is, it's simply everything that you own minus everything that you owe. So it's just basically anything that you have in cash, you know, you add all of that up, all of your assets, you add up the value of those. So if you've got, you know, superannuation accounts, investment accounts, uh, investment properties, the value of your home, you add all of that up together because that's stuff that you own. And then you subtract it from everything that you owe. So things like your mortgage, credit card debt, um, money that you might owe to family, hex debt, all of these types of things, you would subtract it from the sum of all your liabilities. So your net worth is basically a snapshot in time of your financial health. Now, I guarantee that by understanding your net worth and tracking it once per month, you will put yourself ahead of the pack. I guarantee it because this habit is so simple, but so powerful. Now, we measure and track what we care about and what we care about grows. So by building this habit of tracking your net worth each month, I guarantee your net worth will grow 100%. So if you're not tracking this number yet, make sure you start tracking it. And for me, I just track it once a month at the end of the month. And that's all it needs to be, just once a month. And you'll, you'll see it grow over time because what you focus on expands. And I know that when people put focused energy on the net worth and on other aspects of their finances, their finances improve. Because it's just like anything in your life. If you put focused attention on it, if you give energy to it, it's going to grow and expand. For example, if you don't take care of your garden, if you don't take care of your backyard, then all the weeds are going to grow, the prickles are going to grow, and it's not going to look very loved for, and it's not going to flourish. But if you take the time to water it, to mow it, to look after it, then it's going to grow healthy and big and strong and look beautiful and produce fruits. And the same is true for your money. So that is step four, track your net worth. Now, the final step, which is step five, is to review your income versus expenses for the month. Now, this is a little bit different to step one, where we reviewed our you know, income versus our fixed expenses. But in this step here, step five, what we actually want to look at is we wanna look at the actuals for the month. So this is an exercise that I do at the end of the month. And I also get my clients to do this exercise as well, just to bring conscious awareness to where their money actually went during the month. So again, on my money management blueprint, I have a sheet there called, you know, your personal versus income versus expense review or your business income versus expense review for the month. And on here, we're literally uh, tracking what money came in versus what money came out. So we're accounting for not just fixed and recurring expenses, but also the variable expenses. Because most often, it's the variable expenses that really kill people. Now, this part, it's definitely the most time-consuming part of my process, but it's also the most important. And it doesn't take me heaps long. It probably takes me, I'd say, 60 minutes, an hour a month. So it's not much at all. But by doing this process, I have complete understanding of where all our money is going 
and it gives us immediate feedback to see if we need to make some changes. Now, for this step, it's, it's really simple. All that I do is I open up the banking apps on my phone. There's a few different ones that we use. And I just put a filter on for incomings, you know, what came in and what went out for the previous month. And then all of that data, I'm literally just entering it straight into my money management blueprint. And once I've entered it all in, it's going to give me a snapshot of what came in versus what came out. And it's going to let me know whether I spent more than I earned that month or whether I had a surplus. So last month, we actually spent way more than we earned. We had some big expenses come out. Like we had to pay a vet bill, which was two and a half K. Our washing machine kicked it. So that was another 1500 bucks. So we had a big expenses month. And if you have those happening every single month, then you're going to run into trouble. Now, it's such an important step, this one. And it's probably only one I've been doing for the last 12 or so months just to to add a new layer and a new depth to our money management system. But it's been super important and super valuable to understand. And I know the clients that I've been working with have been getting a lot of value uh, value from understanding this one as well. So there you have it, guys. That's the five-step process that I use to manage our money. And this has been pivotal in us growing our net worth to $750,000 so far and growing. So just to recap, step one was to determine your income versus your fixed expenses. Step two was to align your bank accounts with your financial goals. Step three was to allocate money to your bank accounts. Step four was to track your net worth. And then step five is to review your income versus your expenses for the month. Now, we covered quite a bit in this episode today and in this system. So if you do want to read this and actually look at some of the tables and graphs, you can head to danielmarshall.com.au slash newsletter, and this should be published within the next day or so. But just to finish off, I want to say that this is my system. This is what's worked really well for me and some of my clients. But the best money management system is always going to be the one that works for you. So you've just got to try some different things, get some new ideas, implement some different things and see what works for you and test and measure. So that is it for episode number four today of my five-step process to manage my money. I hope you've learned something here today. I hope you got some value from this episode. And hey, if you did get some value from this, I would love if you could take a screenshot of this, share it to your Instagram story, tag my page, at Daniel G. Marshall and get the message out there as well. But I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening to this and I do hope you got some value and I can't wait to be back talking to you very soon with episode number five. Have a fantastic day and talk to you soon. Thank you for investing your time and energy in today's episode of Money Mastery with Marshy. If you enjoyed this episode, if you received value from this episode, then click the subscribe button so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode.